How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Embarrassment of Riches podcast episode numero uno. For today, I'm recording this is November the 6th. My goal of this podcast is to talk about anything nerdy in the crazy world of entertainment. My name is Rich, of course, and today's topic is one very near and dear to my heart, and probably will end up talking about most on this channel, which is, of course, Star Wars. Star Wars is, of course, a huge billion-dollar corporation with movies, TV shows, comic books, pretty much all forms of entertainment. You can find something Star Wars about it. But today in particular about Star Wars, I want to talk about theories, speculation, and expectations of those theories and speculation. With so much of the media in 2016 with movies or TV shows having remakes or reboots already being based on books or comics, there's sort of we have a pre-existing expectation of, you know, we were going to see Captain America fight this person, or Iron Man do this, or Negan kill someone on The Walking Dead. We all have all these pre-existing expectations. Star Wars is a little bit different because we're sort of entering a new era where we're meeting characters we haven't seen before, heading to places we've never been to before, and that's where theories and expectations really sort of hit their high point. With the hype from Force Awakens coming out in 2015, we didn't really get to know a whole lot about any of the characters or locations. They kept everything really under wraps, which for me as a movie fan was exciting. You know, we didn't have to go online and already see all the spoilers. We didn't have to go to read a comic book and be like, oh, so this is what happens, this is what happens. So you already sort of have expectations when you enter into a movie. In December, when I watched Force Awakens, I was blown away. I'll be quite honest. Yes, it was a little bit like Episode Four. There's no denying that. But Star Wars does have a mold, let's face it. A lot of the movies have the same mold. And Episode Seven did take that mold, but added some brand new characters like Finn and Poe and Rey, Kylo Ren. And the main person I'm going to be talking about on this episode, Supreme Leader Snoke. As his name would insinuate, Supreme Leader Snoke is the leader of the First Order, who is sort of the Empire-esque faction in Episode Seven, Or the sequels? Are we calling them the sequels? Are we calling them the new trilogy? We'll figure that out probably when all three movies come out. Supreme Leader Snoke does appear to look like a humanoid-esque character. We don't actually see him in the movies. We do see a hologram of him. And the hologram is also much larger than I believe he is. The hologram that you see is, you know, 60 feet tall, 50 feet tall, so really sort of towers over everything else. Some people are already insinuating that he actually just is that tall, which I kind of don't think it's going to be anywhere near true. I mean, in episode five, you see the emperor, and the emperor is huge, larger than life, and he just turns out to be a normal-sized person, just the same as everyone else. One thing The Force Awakens does, like all Star Wars movies, is leave you wanting more. We don't really get all the answers right away, which sort of leaves us to speculate as movie-going fans. We obviously know Snoke has heard of Luke Skywalker. He clearly wants to meet him. I don't know if he wants to kill him. He wants to align himself with him. And that sort of leads up to the theories and sometimes disappointment of fans. One thing I will say is, let's face it, speculation is fun. We like to sort of guess and figure out, oh man, is this character going to end up doing this? Is this character going to become a good guy or a bad guy? I'll be the first one to admit I love talking about it. We always find new information about the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything like that that sort of lead to rampant speculation around in the Star Wars universe. One thing we as movie fans need to do is sort of rein in our expectations. I feel that we come in with too much expectations or bias of this is how it needs to go, or this is how I want this storyline to work. I feel like we need to keep an open-mindedness to sort of everything going around us because we're not thinking two, three, four movies ahead. We're thinking maybe one or two ahead. One thing I have to do is I have to applaud the community in general for everyone coming up with their sort of crazy Snoke theories. Uh, One of my current favorite ones right now is the Destic guy from episode two. You know, Obi-Wan tells him, oh man, you need to 
take these desks. You need to go home and rethink your life. So he goes home and rethinks his life, and he starts thinking about all these ways. Oh, man, how do I break my addiction to these desk sticks? He starts looking into all these different forms of magic and stuff like that, and eventually he begins force powers to sort of kick his habit, but it ends up scarring him. And now he wants revenge on this sort of Skywalker family and all the all the Jedi who end up, you know, sort of causing him physical damage. Crazy Snoke theories are obviously a ton of fun and are really enjoyable to read, and I like to see the creativity of everyone. But some people put so much time into it that you start to think, oh man, this could be the one. Darth Plagueis, the Wise, who is of course a main uh, talking point in Episode 3 with Emperor Palpatine in Anakin Skywalker, is one of the leading candidates of who Snoke is, especially during the time of when Force Awakens was coming out. People were thinking, oh, Darth Plagueis, the Wise, you know, he's a really old-looking uh, Sith Lord. He's been around for a while. Darth Plagueis is, of course, Emperor Palpatine's master, from the prequels, and actually Emperor Palpatine ends up potentially killing him. Palpatine uses the thought of uh, Plagueis to be able, he was so powerful, he was able to create life, he was able to change everything around him, and he was able to save the loved ones that he wanted. And at the time, Anakin Skywalker was very, very vengeful at the loss of his mother, he wants to protect his his uh, wife, Padme, and obviously eventually his kids that are on the way, he wanted to protect them. So the thought of Darth Plagueis... Uh, and his magic to save everyone is very enticing. Now, Plagueis is an awesome choice for a lot of people because, oh man, he's able to keep himself alive. So even if Palpatine tried to kill Plagueis, maybe he was able to save something. But at the same time, if Plagueis is so powerful, that wouldn't all the Jedis be able to know? I mean, in theory, Palpatine would be able to uh, hide himself from all the Jedi Council members. But if Palpatine knows what Plagueis is, he knows what he uh, feels like in the Force, wouldn't he still be able to know and try to stop his master? At some point during this podcast, I'll tell you my uh, Snoke theory, which is not really original, but it does make a lot of sense to me. But if I had to choose someone else's theory, it would most likely be the Supreme Leader Snoke is Darth Plagueis theory. It just has the most uh, validation in my mind, whether it be, oh, he lives a long time, oh, he has vengeance against Palpatine, and things like that. He still wants to control the world. But one thing that even more so than that does is Plagueis just seems like someone cool enough to be Supreme Leader Snoke. Would anyone really want Jar Jar Banks to be Snoke? Would anyone really even want Mace Windu to be Supreme Leader Snoke? The guy that fell out of a window? No, I don't think many people would want to do that. Would want to have that be them. I think we want someone who's going to be unstoppable. We want a really imposing figure. We want someone who is terrorizing. Someone who is going to be built up to be able to beat... In theory, this person is going to have to go one-on-one and hold their own with Luke Skywalker and or Rey. We're going to need a character that strong. Now, do we really want someone like Jar Jar Banks or even Mace Windu? Like, I wouldn't really want to see that. I know a lot of moviegoers wouldn't want to see that. We want someone who's going to be a terror for the rest of the two movies that are most likely to be in this trilogy. Because I can't really see Snow going much farther than Episode Nine. I feel like he's going to have to meet the Maker. And we definitely want to build him up to that point where the good guys finally conquer him. And it's a really just a great moment at the movies. And just to debunk a few of the... Snoke theories, at least in my opinion. You continue to believe these if you want. That's the beauty of speculation. But I don't want Mace Windu to be Snoke, as I said before. Samuel Jackson went on Twitter and said, Nope, Mace Windu's not Snoke. Of course, he could be lying, but at the same time, as I said, 
I don't think many people would want it. Sure, Mace Windu was betrayed by Anakin, so he may want revenge on the Skywalker family, or his lightsaber's purple, so you know, of course, he has a little bit of the, the good guy's blue and the bad guy's red, so that's why he's sort of becoming in between, and he's sort of gone full dark side. We don't, we don't need that. There's some more theories saying that, oh, it's because he's Finn's father. No, Finn's gonna be his own character. I don't want Finn to be Lando's son. I don't want Finn to be Mace Windu's son. I want Finn to be Finn. He's his own character. I don't want him connected to the Force. Yeah, he used a lightsaber in Episode Seven, but we don't need him to be a Force user. We love Han Solo. Han Solo is so many people's favorite characters because he's a smuggler, because he's has a, he's a cool character building. He's got an awesome ship. He has an awesome sidekick. We don't like him because, you know, he doesn't have Force powers. We like him because he's a well-developed character. We like Luke. Sure, some people like Luke because he has Force powers, but we like him because he was a farm boy that had a dream to, you know, leave, the pla leave his homeland and become something of himself. You know, the classic uh, hero's tale. The fact that he has Force powers is obviously awesome, but we don't like him just because he has force powers. We like him because he is us at the start. He wants to be something more. And I don't think Finn being Mace Windu's son or being Lando's son does anything for his character. So I think Mace Windu, he had a great time in episode two and three. You know, this party's over in episode two. Great line. But I don't think we need him as the sort of Star Wars canon progresses. And I will, as I said before, I love when people do a lot of research. I love people that come up with the Jar Jar Banks Snoke theory. But as I said, no, I don't think anyone would really want it. You know, Jar Jar Banks was an experiment. They tried to make him, you know, like Chewbacca. They thought he was going to be super popular. He ended up not being as popular. He ended up being pretty annoying for a lot of the people. I was young. I didn't mind Jar Jar Banks when I was a kid. You know, I didn't really know better. As I grew up and watched the movies, I can sort of see, you know, oh man, this is really upsetting to maybe like some cultures because you know he acts really weird you know he could be offensive to some people but that's a whole different story with episode one with, with Jar Jar Banks you know the ship has sailed number one Snoke literally looks like a human and I can assume Kylo Ren and Hux when they've met with uh, Supreme Leader Snoke they know who they look what he looks like they can tell oh man this guy isn't a Gungan bumbling around going Misa all the time no we don't need that. As I said before, we need a really well-developed villain, and here is who I think it should be. No one we have met before. It's just that simple. I don't want it to be anyone I've seen before. Last thing I want is Star Wars trying to one-up, you know, Darth Vader saying, I am your father. We don't need that. We're all gonna go see Star Wars anyway. I don't think we really need a huge twist to sort of change everything, to sort of spin the story. I just think we need to have a great time at the movies with a character we've never seen before. Maz Kanata apparently lived a thousand years and we haven't even heard a single thing about her until episode 7. The universe is huge. The universe is massive. Can't we have a different baddie that we've never heard of before? The last thing Star Wars needs is to sort of bring everything closer together, you know, make everything connect. I love it when things don't connect. They lead to new directions, new places we haven't gone yet. I think that's super important for Star Wars. If we want to have a Star Wars movie a year... For the next, you know, upteen million years. We need to keep some, you know, areas open. We don't need everyone to be connected. As I said with, uh, sort of implied with Finn being Mace Windu's son. We need him to have his own life. We need to have Poe have his own life. We did learn a little bit about his family in the Shattered Empire series. 
His mom is freaking awesome. She does some awesome things in that comic. But yeah, we need everything to be open. Leading to new areas, new people, new chapters, new worlds to meet. Snow could have lived on, you know, some random planet for the entire time. And maybe he's so powerful, he's able to sort of watch from the shadows. And come back later on even more powerful. Once he saw the Empire fall, maybe he thought, That's my chance to strike. That's my chance to take over. To lead a new order. The first order. And my theory, just like everyone else's. It's not perfect. That's the beauty of it. Come up with your own thoughts. Be free thinking. Think critically. Do things like that. As I said, I find the the funny Snoke theories are better than the serious ones sometimes. Keep figuring stuff out. And this doesn't go to Star Wars. Spliced everything. Walking Dead. Game of Thrones. Anything like that. Game of Thrones is entering an awesome new section where the books, they're not held down by the books anymore. They can do what they want. Jon Snow can do what he wants. Everyone can go on their own separate paths. And I think that's fun and it's going to re-energize that whole franchise, which is already, you know, a juggernaut in pop culture. Same thing with The Walking Dead. They have ton of graphic novels to, to work off of. But yet they do something different. I know with the finale... People were excited about Walking Dead again. People ended last year's season finale is really just like, oh great, we don't get to see who dies. And everyone completely forgot about it as soon as this uh, this season started. Everyone's in love with Negan now. You know, Negan did some terrible stuff in the graphic novels, and he's off to a great start in this one, getting people uh, energized and excited about the franchise again. I think that's great. We need to s- keep speculating, because that's going to keep leading to fun conversation. You know, I definitely think we need to keep talking about what we want in the world, what we want in our entertainment. I think that's really important going on in the future. I guess the only thing left to do is to give you my final thoughts, which is pretty simple. Keep speculating. Keep theorizing. Just make sure to keep your expectations in check. and Don't get disappointed if it doesn't go your way. All right, that's going to be my first podcast, so I really hope you enjoyed it, folks. Went a little bit shorter than I wanted it to, but I think it's a decent start. If you need to tell me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, just give me any sort of feedback or maybe a topic you want me to talk about in the future, you can message me at Richard Rosansky on Twitter. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and have fun.